You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla. King of the casters with Envy and Brandon. And Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. I am your host, Envy Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is having a bit of a bellyache because I think he drank too much lake water yesterday. Yeah. So um, I want to start this off by continuing from last week and saying I was right. (laughs) Roman dictator, an extra position that the Roman Republic would vote on during uh, circumstances, certain circumstances. How long have you known that? Um, I just looked it up like half an hour ago. (laughs) So mid-ant bully. Mid-ant bully. I needed to check because last week... You're like, I don't think that was a like thing. Like two hours ago, for our pers- <laughs> from our perspective, I needed to check because I'm like, I'm like, no, I swear it's real. No, it's a real thing. I don't think it was done that often, but it was a thing the Senate could vote on to like give the power to one person. But they still had like oversight things. But um, that is a thing. So today we are talking about the 2006 uh, DNA studio name. Uh, animated movie Ant Bully from 2006. The Ant Bully. The Ant Bully. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just, That's why uh, Robert Pattinson plays the Ant Bully this time instead. Yes. So it's a 2006. Was Keaton before. Animated movie. Uh, one of the first PG. It's like only the 12th P, uh, computer animated PG movies at the time to be rated that way. And I can see why this got the uh, the. The P in the PG for parental guidance. The P stands for penis. There's... It's uncomfortable. <laughs> There's some uncomfortable stuff in this movie. There's a lot of focus on our main character, the titular Aunt Bully's penis. It's, uh... Why'd they have to... Why'd they do... Like, you just could have put him in his underpants. No one would have cared. <laughs> so the, um... So Aunt Bully, that's the movie we watched. And I... So... Bear has made me aware that she has seen it before as a as a as a younger child. Yeah. I have never have. Yeah. So we could start with our general thoughts about Aunt Bully. And for me, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it has some fun moments, but it's not like uh I'm gonna remember too much of this in a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a very interesting period in computer animation for me. It's like the mid 2000s. Cuz like some stuff in this movie still looks very good. Other parts very not good. Like there's this one shot where uh full spoilers by the way. There's one shot where the, you know, the wizard ant Nicolas Cage is pouring down the Lucas is the main, the ant bully's eardrum. And the, like, the potion bottle looks fucking amazing. Like, it's really well rendered. And that looks great. And then the other thing is literally all of the humans' <laughs> character designs. Yeah. Look at, like, straight out of, like, Toy Story 1 kind of look. Like, just bad. So I think it's this weird, like, it was an interesting time in computer animation where it's, like, it's this transition point between, like, early CG like Toy Story and Toy yeah. Story 2 to being like, wh- I would say like early 2010s onwards, everything is still kind of looks good. Like you can probably watch Frozen 1 and it still looks good kind of yeah. stuff. But I think this was like the period before that. 
where there is some weird iffiness going on. Hmm. Okay. But that that's me. Would you... Going back into it after all these years, uh, Paul Giamatti, your favorite. Paul Giamatti and Bruce Campbell do, in fact, steal the show. Mm-hmm. It, it's roll-off-your-back entertainment. It's not bad. <laughs> it, like... It's it's a good kids movie, but it's not it's not like something that you're gonna return to. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but in this case, I return to it. But <laughs> I've uh, come back. But you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I was honestly more obsessed with the billing order in this film, in regards to the characters they're play people are playing. Mm-hmm. And how they were billed. And the fact that it's such a weirdly star-studded cast. Which, I guess, makes sense in two ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, One way was obvious from the outset. It's easier to get more high-name cast for animation. Just their voice. They don't have to show up on set. Yeah, like... Just put them in a recording booth in your set. Yeah, like, like... I think that makes sense. No way in fuck you get you get some of the cast playing really small roles in this in this kind of movie if it's live action. Yeah. It wouldn't be a thing. There's um The other <laughs> the other aspect of this this movie was produced by Tom Hanks. If, you, if folks, if you don't know who Tom Hanks is, he's pretty much he's a pretty <laughs> underrated film star. <laughs> known, okay, he's known for indie dramas like uh, the recently released Pinocchio, where he plays an authentic Italian man. Um, very underground movie. Like if it's playing, go see it. <laughs> the best thing to happen to Italian cinema since Fellini, baby. Woo! <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so, so anyways, um, it was made by DNA, uh, the studio DNA, and they did, the only other movie they did was the first Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius movie. Then they were only TV, right? They were, I want to look it up to be sure. Because I believe the DNA, it did the Jimmy Neutron TV show, because they're the high I'm Paul, uh, symbol. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. I think a lot of people have been called DNA Films, I guess. <laughs> Look it up from the ant bully. Go from their page. Good plan. The films, they worked on a couple films. But the ant bully was like, I mean, technically, I guess they worked on Santa versus the Snowman 3D. <laughs> that looks like it's what, like, just an IMAX experience thing, though? Not like yeah, an actual it is. film? It is. Okay. So it's so Jimmy Neutron from 2001 and the Ant Bully from 2006. The only two they've made. And like. And the TV shows were. Uh, Nana and Lil Puss Puss, The Actium Brothers, Basic Values, Sex, Sex Shock and Censorship in the 90s, Attack of the Five Foot Two Inch Woman, AJ's Time Travelers. Saturday Night Special, The O Show, Santa vs. the Snowman, The Weird Al Show. What? The Weird Al Show, I guess. (laughs) 
Cartoon Sushi, All of the Other Reindeer. It's a co-production. Oh, I know that movie. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, The Show, and the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. <laughs> Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Timmy Turner does not have a character design that translates to 3D very well. He looks like a beaver boy. A disgusting beaver child. Listen, we all know that Jimmy, that Timmy Turner gives off trans mask vibes. That does not mean it's okay to call him a beaver boy. (laughs) (laughs) I can make that joke and not brand. (sighs) One side street on that one, I would have to say. I'm not going there. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So, Jimmy Neutron came out, and it was the only big movie they made was Jimmy Neutron. And Jimmy Neutron looks really bad. <laughs> it's a very bad looking yeah. movie. It's unappealing looking. I watched it as a kid, and I really liked it. But the character designs are really bad and ugly. So, did Tom Hanks, like, have a stake in DNA? Like, I need to know what brought him here. Okay, let me see. If I maybe if I look up, he's. I need to know why Tom Hanks produced this movie. Tom Hanks originally conceived the idea for an animated film adaptation after reading the book with his child. This came from his brain. This was not like Tom. Would you like to produce this movie? Someone brought the idea to him to help him. Tom did this. <laughs> <laughs> Tom did this. Tom, Mr. Hanks is the reason Aunt Bully exists. That raises more qu- Why isn't Tom Hanks in the movie then? Why he isn't was, he, he the Nicolas Cage role? He was busy. He was busy, Barrett. He was busy. Tom Hanks. It's just... Why is there no thing for topics? Other movies he's produced? I know he's a pretty prolific producer. Okay, so he he did the big... He was the guy who got the whole thing running for Ant Bully. The battle for the lawn is on. Bow, chow, chow. I just... I don't... <laughs> why is Meryl... Well, I get why Meryl Streep's build so high because she's Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. But why even have Meryl Streep for the... She's the queen ant. Tom Hanks should have been the queen ant. The queen ant has like five (laughs) lines. I don't get, like, I'd say it's a cameo, but she's on the poster. She's billed on the poster. And Ricardo Montalban isn't. Who You would think that she'd be playing like a Montalban-like role if she's in the ant bully, but no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was also his last role in a movie. Was him. This was after he'd ripped that wave with Junie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a time. His last production. So, um... <laughs> Tom, you can thank Tom Hanks. when Folks, if you see Tom Hanks, uh, ask him to sign your, your copy of Ant Bully on DVD. Okay, I'm trying to think, because I... I know I was using this as a reference point, but I have actually never seen The Wrath of Khan. Uh, <laughs> my Ricardo Montalban re- reference points are... Spy Kids 3D. Spy Kids 3D uh, and... Game Over. Full title. Yes. And then 
the Bob Fosse film Sweet Charity, uh, which not as good as the Fellini film it's remaking. Uh, it's well, uh, Knights of Kabir. Knights of Kabir. Yeah, better film than yeah. Sweet Charity. Sorry, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, sorry, Bob Fosse. You're dead, so I'm not that sorry. Shirley's alive, though. I'm sorry, Shirley. Uh, mm-hmm. but. So back to the Tom Hanks created ant bully. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we have so overall thoughts. It's like kind of inoffensive, little entertainment things. Throw it up for your kid. It's not gonna like rot their brain or anything. Like it's just kind of a thing. So um, <laughs> with what that uh, monster do. Uh, there's big creatures in this movie, but they're really just like regular sized creatures. They're just big because the main character and the main cast are small. It's the Gulliver's Travel Rule. It's the Gulliver's Travel Rule. So we have ourselves, under the big creatures that we encounter, it's uh, a giant massive grandma who believes in aliens. Who Her main form of attack is losing her teeth that like chomp on you. Uh, that's her main attack form. Um, that's She's a thing. There's... The, the Destroyer. The Destroyer, who, interestingly enough, is the main protagonist. Yeah. A monster being the main protagonist of one of these movies? He's also kind of the Kwisat Haderach. He, yeah, he's also kind of... Oh my god, what's his name? Hardish? Or, he gets an ant name, folks. He does. He gets an ant name. There it is. Rokai. 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 The Kwisatz Rokai. That is my the aunt's Quiz name. Ant Hatterach. <laughs> the Quiz Ant Hatterach Rokai. Is it Hatterach or Hatterach? I think it's the Kwisatz Hatterach. I think Hatterach sounds easier. I know it's Quizat. Yeah, Quizat Hatterach. It's one of those two. Yeah. But like, there's some funny themes with the dude in this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Dune in here. Yeah, so the... There's the kid himself who is stomping on these poor innocent ants because he himself is is uh, is bullied by a big kid. And the kid goes, I'm big and you're small. Which leads into um, the entire plot of this film happening. Yeah. So we have um, that. We have frogs that swallow people whole. Or... Bugs in this case. And digest them. And digest them alive. <laughs> and uh in terms of the big guys, it's dragonflies are big, but they're not like not quite the the size difference as the other things. Were those dragonflies? What else were they? Wasps? I thought so, because they had stingers. Maybe they're wasps. Do dragonflies? Weird have design. Weird design for wasps yeah. then. They didn't they were blue. Well, you know, wasps, I mean, you can't be too hard on the wasps. The the main wasp died just two days ago. (laughs) Can't be too hard on them wasps. Uh, For reference, because this is going to come out in, what, a month? Because you have, have you started releasing the backlog yet? No. It's going to come out in like a month. 
Queen Elizabeth died recently. So that joke was really like, funny if it were today. Just you. put yourself back in the mindset of um of yeah, September eighth, two thousand twenty two. Yeah, like you'd be all set. Just imagine when I said the main wasp died two days ago. You're in this in the carefree, still happy about it mindset of September eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> carefree mindset, folks. Oh god. So the um those are the monsters. The quote. Oh, and then there's the fuma, uh, the exterminator man, who I am who shocked. Who called the black cloud? The black cloud. Yeah. Or I thought it was the cloud breather. It was it the cloud breather. I think it was the cloud breather. Damn, am I doing punch ups on the script to the ant bully? <laughs> the black cloud. Yes. <laughs> Imagine you describe a better version of this movie <laughs> accidentally. What if I pitch the ant bully? What if my synopsis is actually a pitch of the ant bully that's better? Because there are things that supremely interested me in the world building of this film that they never like actually do in they never actually in like a substantial way cash in upon so okay all right so gestate on that yeah i'm gestating you can gestate on that and then um i'll just i'll just do a make it gritty (laughs) and you can have a a repitch of uh you're going to tom hanks post pinocchio post his height of his career and you're like Tom. We can do it better. <laughs> we can do it again. We can capture the magic once more. <laughs> so, um, it was probably should get a little bit of the plot now. It's a pretty, pretty small plot yeah. of it. Yeah, let's go on to the plot. I'm looking at the poster now, though. And <laughs> I can make it bigger. Giamatti's in so little of this movie. Why is he so big on it, on the poster? I mean, he's not on that one. He's not on that one. Uh, for GameCube, Nintendo GameCube. Oh, for the that's for the for, game for PC DVD. No, I think that that's the movie. This is for the movie. Yeah, but like they're HD DVD, baby. Yeah, that's the. That's they're the making official. it like he's some loop, some like overall looming. threat that's like throughout the whole thing. When it's really like he doesn't. He shows up at the very beginning. He's there for the climax. Uh, and, and like, it. yeah, like, yeah, well, we, before we go to the plot that we could talk about why that's weird, but like the movie starts with, if I read the first shot, it's the wizard ant. Yeah. It's the, and he's already working on his potion to get the destroyer. Cause the destroyer is a long established threat. Yes. To the colony. Like it's the, when we see. The destroy when we see <laughs> the destroyer attack the colony. This is not the first time he's done it. Yeah. This is like the fiftieth time or whatever, yeah. and he attacks them because he wants to feel big. But the wizard ant is like carving up some firestone to make this potion to turn the kids small. Yeah, and then that's going on, and then yep, the bullies. There's a whole thing about oh the bullies are beating up him, so then he takes it out on the ants. And they barely survive. Thousands, thousands of s- are slaughtered by this. Yeah. Like, you don't see the bodies, but, like, <laughs> there is a, as a menace, a menace happening to this, with this. So then, 
the family, the kid's family, are going on vacation. The mom and the dad. Yeah. And the dad's character design is just fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like a weird fucking like Funko Pop version of a person. <laughs> <laughs> the, da- the dad is... The dad's entire character in this film is he really wants to get laid by the mom and he's very excited to get laid by the mom on vacation. That's yes. literally the father's entire driving force in the film. I don't think I can find a single image of him on the there he is. Yeah. 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 He's so ugly. He's not like a... Pe- he's just a bad... Wait, that scene's not in the movie. That's a cut scene. Oh my god, there's cut scenes. Aunt Bully cut scene. Where, did the family have like an entire large subplot or something? Okay, we're gonna dig into this after the plot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we just found a website, folks, called uh, The Ant Bully Cut, cut scenes. scenes, where there's some scenes uh, that have been cut from The Ant Bully that there, it, it definitely is official. There are images of production of the movie. Yeah. So oh, that, and that scene makes sense to exist. That oh, one there, yeah. we'll get into it. Okay, so. But yeah, anyways, Lucas's parents are yep. going on vacation. Leaving him, his older sister, and the grandma. And the grandma's crazy and believes in aliens. So right the, after they leave, he decides, I'm going to go squirt the anthill with my water gun. With the hose. Yeah. Hits yeah. it, lots of ants die. He goes, oh my yeah. god. The wizard ant's like, I gotta, I gotta finish this. And while he's doing that, uh, Giamatti shows up for a brief scene. Uh, the first time we're introduced to him, and it's so disorienting mm-hmm. that I honestly thought he had him si- the kids sign it so he could like tear down the house or some terrible thing yeah cause he like hey your dad said like clearly lying like your dad made a contract with me that I I do your extermination yeah he's like yeah. I'm gonna do your extermination but your dad left before he could sign it so he's a busy man it? he's so a busy yeah. man can you sign it for me, kid? Yeah. And he, like, convinces the kid to him to sign it. And it's like, I thought that was going to, like, I thought there was a bigger purpose. Like, what if it was something, just something stupid but made sense? Like, oh, there's buried treasure on the property and the and he knows it. Nah, he just is a man who loves his job. He just loves to kill bugs. Yeah. You see, I see. It's me, Paul Giamatti, and I love killing bugs. <laughs> like, there isn't even a moment. There, yeah. there really needed to be a shot or a little moment where the dad's like, oh, my God, these flies. Yeah. Like, something about, oh, we have insect problems. Because an anthill outside your house, that's not an insect problem. Yeah. That happens. Well, you see, it's me, Paul Giamatti, talking here. Mm-hmm. Yes, Paul? A tarantula killed my mother. Oh my god. But because ants killed my grandma. Yeah, you see <laughs> it, it it was really it was a sad day for the family cuz cuz the tarantula, you know, it it was actually my father that the tarantula killed and the tarantula was just it was crawling on my father right on his chest and my mother stabbed him in the chest with a kitchen knife clearly clearly just to, to get rid of the tarantula. Then the state killed her. 
put her, put her in the electric chair. But it was that tarantula's fault, and we all know it. <laughs> this has been my Giamatti impression. You got it. Okay, so what happens next? So yeah, uh, the, Lucas signs the contract, and then after signing the contract, he goes to bed. Nicholas Cage turns him ant-sized. Drips it down his ear. This is the place where the... Uh, it's very uncomfortable. He's very naked, and they are showing him from the front frequently. You can't tell. I don't there's think there's anything. Not. I don't think they put in... Like, I don't think his rig had that attached to it. But it's very weird because you think in the in moments like that, like in this sequence, because he, he goes, oh my God, I'm naked. And he's like sliding down his bed and like sliding down stuff, right? It's incredibly easy with the use of cinematography yeah. and framing. You never have to show him from the front. <laughs> yeah. The fact they did was like, wait, what? Did, do you see anything? I didn't see anything. I don't think there's anything there, but it's like, why would you do that? Like, it's so much easier to just not have any front shots. Yeah. You know? Like, you could do the animation not that way. It's it just really like, whoa, 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 what? But, um, yeah, he's naked for just a little too long as he's, like, bouncing around and, like, sliding down. And yeah, eventually and he gets, he gets uh, some slime pants and we're like, okay. And there's weird, just weird stuff throughout. It's like... They keep drawing attention to his penis. They're like, this is a boy. Because there's like Julia Roberts' aunt is like wizard aunt's girlfriend. And she's like, how? So, yeah, so he he, he goes to the ants and the queen ant decides instead of killing him, she, they're going to teach him how to be, to an, be ant, an ant. To be an ant. To save future generations, which... I, Become one with the friend. I, I, I don't get... Are they, are they assuming that he's going to like become... A motivational speaker <laughs> about ant rights. Just an ant rights advocate in the real world. <laughs> we must convert him. He becomes, he becomes an eco-terrorist for ants. <laughs> uh, but, that, but, uh, but, yeah, basically, you know, yeah. you gotta become an ant. So Julia Roberts has this one really uncomfortable scene where Julia Roberts' aunt is, like, trying to find him. And he's thinking, oh, he's so get away. Yeah. And she looks down, and she's clearly looking between his legs. So, like, before that, she says, like, I have so many questions about humans. Like, because she's, she's a bit of a human. Uh, she's a, fascinated with humans. Uh, how do you tell between the male and female, your species? Then she looks down, and she's looking between his legs, because he's a little nudie boy. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she's, oh, definitely a boy. No, yeah, she's, oh, is that how? Which... It's the first human she's ever seen undressed, so it makes no sense. It's a at it's just all. a weird bit of dialogue. Like the sliding thing was like okay, whatever. But like that would like there's one more thing like that where I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> you don't. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Because I don't think that's even a. Ki- I don't think that's a little kid like ha poopy butt. Yeah. Kind of thing, but um. Basically, you know, he's training with the ants. He's getting used to it. He's like, I got to learn how to be part of the colony. Uh, we get introduced to Bruce Campbell ant. <laughs> the yeah, best ant. Who, you know, really stretching himself. Bruce Campbell plays a hyper macho 
extremely confident guy who's not as good as th- at things as he thinks he is. You mm-hmm. know, just a, a role we've never seen from Cam before. Very different perspective, I would say. Definitely not one that I enjoyed immensely and <laughs> got a laugh from me every time. Certainly not. Not Bruce Campbell fighting dead ants. Is that anything? Is this anything? Is this joke anything? Could you assess it for me? Is that pun? Is that pun anything? And then what happens? Uh, ant me of dampness? <laughs> Basically, they get attacked by the wasp thing. The evil dance. They they get attacked by the wasp things, and one of the wasps makes a Nuremberg Trials reference after captured. He was like, "I was just following orders." We're like, "But yeah." uh, Lucas has the idea as he's running away, and he's kind of cornered to light a firecracker that the bully left. Boom! Kills one of the wasps. Yay! Scared him off. We saved the day. And then there's uh they're like, we welcome you now, destroyer or yeah. peanut. And then um they bring him and they show him the prophecy where it's like, we have an ant mother who's like the the queen of queens and not Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, they're it's their their god. Uh, their god. It's just a picture of Kevin Smith. Our god, the queen of queens. <laughs> You're the thinking king of, of Kevin Queens. James. Kevin James. Kevin yes. Smith is the guy who directed Clerks. He's Silent Bob. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's Kevin James. <laughs> I was very confused. You're like, are you just... I'm like, you're like, oh, he's so elevated. I don't even know what he's trying to do here. It's he's got, got references on references, <laughs> man. <laughs> Kevin Smith is a reference to Kevin James. <laughs> The stupidity of that idea. But um, basically they're like, oh, there's a prophecy where the uh, the Queen of Queens ant will return and the the cloud blower will return. He will attack us. You got the help. Oh, yeah. Giamatti also is just chomping on a cigar the entire time he's on screen, which is where he's getting hit the name, the crowd, cloud breather from. But yeah. Yeah. So that's happening. Bada bing, bada boom. They're they're bonding and connecting. But uh, Nicolas Cage ant is like, yo, I'm glad he helped us and all, but like he kind of killed a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe these don't even out. Yeah. And at one point he asks them to leave. At one point they go into the house. Because at this point, Lucas remembers, oh, I should call that exterminator off. Yeah, it, it, that's just such a weird thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, we needed more setup for that. They should have had another scene with Giamatti. Uh, of, like, when he, call, when he calls the exterminator, he should have gotten the right number, and Giamatti just, like, refuses to cancel the contract. Being like, a contract's a contract. Yeah, a contract's a contract. You already signed the bill, kid. I'm coming on my way. Yeah. Or something. And you see him... <laughs> Just some fun character building thing. Like, the pizza order thing was kind of funny, but it... Yeah, it was funny, but, like, it... <laughs> like, why make Giamatti duplicitous if his duplicity never pays off? Wow. Oh, God, you just found a, a juicy detail. Okay. okay. 
So yeah. So anyways. Uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna get into these cuts, these deleted scenes afterwards. But yeah. So uh, after that. Uh, Nicholas Cage is like, get the fuck out of here. And, and Lucas is like, okay. Gets eaten by a frog almost instantly. Uh, oh, yeah. And which they is a horrifying shot, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's like gullet. It's, it reminded me too much of uh, of Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. But um, Nope, a film that would have no reason to be discussed on this podcast. No reason, <laughs> no reason whatsoever. whatsoever. Nothing, nothing. Very different movie. Nope, yeah. not our br- not on our brand. Yeah, yeah. We see because Nope's about a machine, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, you Nope's know, about uh, cowboys, and we famously don't talk about cowboys here. Yeah, that's why. The uh, cowboys are for my sex dreams. Thank you very much. Exactly. End of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, Lucas comes back. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, we saved him from the frog. And then the exterminators come and whoa. And they have to, like, team up with the wasps and fly on the wasps. And this is this was very much when we were doing all the dude references. Yeah. <laughs> I die for Maud Dib. <laughs> he also gets, like, a badass outfit for war. Yeah. I like the outfit. It's pretty fun. But also it's made of bug parts. So it's like... What's the moral it's here? Like, is it on, is it that only ants are worth your life? <laughs> Everyone else is beneath us. That's the that's the heart to heart Nicholas Cage and him have. <laughs> you know, it's good that everyone everyone should work together against the other bugs. <laughs> they should just stomp those fuckers into the ground and grind them up into food and and supplies. You will wear their head. That's your battle <laughs> armor. <laughs> oh, my God. So what you're saying is, is that uh, Lucas, the ant bully, is very much like Rattleshirt and that he wears the bones of his friends and comrades. God, we can't escape <laughs> Rattleshirt, is he, is he even in the show? I don't think he... I think he is. I think he... Yeah, he is, but he gets instantly beat to death. Yeah. He's at, he's at hard home. Okay, and then he gets okay. Yeah, he's at hard home, and I believe it's fucking okay. Dang. What what's the uh, the giant uh, Tormund? To- oh, Tormund giants. Tormund yeah. just fucking beats him to death. <laughs> what a time! Yeah. What a time! So then they they beat off the uh, they're attacking. <laughs> yeah, they beat off. They beat off the exterminator. <laughs> they almost okay. Okay, they do. They do interact with his dick. <laughs> yes. Li- in in canon, uh, they meet like a. Yeah, they meet a couple friends of the frog, and they get him out, and they're flying up like the exterminator's pant leg, and the and the worm looks over, and he's like, "That looks like that looks fragile," yeah. and then the the exterminator goes, "Whoa!" And they definitely punched yeah. him in the nuts. <laughs> 100%. Oh, they bit him in the nuts. Yeah, they bit him in, right in the crotch. Yeah. And then the other ants swoop in with the... Because they're trying to shrink him down. And they put it right in his butt, butt cheek. Not in the butt, but like butt cheek. Yeah. And he goes, boing, and he goes, oh! And then like... Yeah, he does not shrink as much as Lucas does. He becomes a deformed monstrosity. Yeah. Really unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of like, whoa, whoa. Like, you think at first he's going to shrink down and it's going to be like, oh, let's get him now. It really, like, honestly, it reminded me of, and I believe you, you're going to know this reference, but our audience base might not. The ending of Freaks. 
Yeah. The classic horror movie where the evil woman who was plotting to kill one of the circus freaks is turned into a weird half chicken woman. Yeah. It's it's like that. It's really unsettling for a kid's yeah. movie. Because <laughs> he's like trying to get in the van and he's like all deformed. He's like, oh, what? And he gets in the van and he's like driving off. Like in the, I think it's a bike or something. Yeah. He ends up, get, he can't get in the van. And he's getting away and all the wasps are biting him and everything. And then they're like, yeah, we did it. We saved the day. You know, if he stayed committed though. I'm pretty sure he could have still wiped them out at that size. So. <laughs> he goes, oh, you... F-, and they have to hit him again. It becomes worse. And they keep it. It's just a brutal moment where they, like... No, they, they, just hit, keep- they hit him with the shrink down, and they hit him with shrink... With unshrink, and, like, so it keeps just... Oh, my God. He's a fucking Cronenberg creature, oh. right here. And the parents come home. Lucas, we're home. What the fuck? <laughs> Please kill me. Kill me. At, no, at the end, he turns the gas on himself. <laughs> and he just starts, like the, oh my god, foreshadowing, like the cigar, he starts sucking on it to end his to end his miserable existence. Okay. But yeah, so that's the end of the Ant Bully. Uh, the Ant Bully's... He comes big again. Yeah. And, and they're like, yay, he's confident now. He be, He's like, we're not small together. And they stand to the bully. The yeah. So, that's the Ambly. Now, I need to talk about at least this one scene. Um, uh, we're going through all of the cuts. Okay, we're going to go through all of the of the scenes in Ambly that were cut from the movie. Yeah. Um, the and first... discuss why we think Tom Hanks cut them. <laughs> why, Tom, why Tommy said, no, sir. So, the first is Hova the Nurse Ant. This scene took place just... Before, by the way, this is uh, theneverworld.com slash Ambly slash cutscenes. So it's a little dedicated website to these. Uh, this scene took place just before we saw Zock for the first time when he was harvesting fire crystals. The nurse ants are in the nursery catching pupas as they fall out of their eggs, which are attached to the ceiling. Hoova spends too much time on a single pupa, trying to determine its lot in life. As her supervisor gets bogged down with the backup of newly hatched pupas. At the end of the scene, the pupa hova holds cracks its neck from side to side, and Hoover remarks, you know, you remind me of someone. We then cut to the fire crystal scene with a shot of Zat cracking his, cracking his neck from side to side. Okay, so okay. that was supposed to be the first scene of the movie? I guess, yeah. I get why Tom. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy said, no, sir. <laughs> he said, nah, yeah. not happening. Okay, next scene. We have... We have the parents' names, Fred and Noreen. This scene, Fred and Noreen pack, scene two. This scene took place just before the one where Noreen, that's Lucas's mom, found Lucas hiding behind the couch playing frog flyers. In the junior novelization, Fred puts a pair of his Bermuda shorts on his head and goofs around. But in this partially finished scene, it's a leopard print thong. Okay. The doorbell rings and Fred, forgetting to take the undies off his head, announces he'll get it, but not before Timoth- Tiffany manages to have a picture of him on her camera phone. Okay, so... So the dad puts the thong on his head and then dances around. Tom was like, listen, male genitals, I'm a okay with that. 
But you ain't put you ain't referencing a lady's private parts. You are not putting that on his head. Yeah. You are not having him dance around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How dare but you? But also, I'm obsessed with the fact that this movie, based on a book, has mm-hmm. a novelization. <laughs> <laughs> Comparing each adaptation work. It's like a game of telephone. My goodness. Okay, this one's the most interesting one from what I'm what I was skimming on it. Enter the Extermination. Enter the Exterminator. Okay, this is the continuation of a bub scene. So he still has the underwear on his head. Mm-hmm. Still has it. At the door is Stan Beals, who's evidently been there before and has returned despite Fred's insistence that they aren't interested in his services. Beals explains that he holds accounts for every house on the block but theirs. In which he uses the interesting phrase, this place sticks out like a dime in a goat's butt. (laughs) I want to hear Giamatti saying that line. I really Remarks. This appears to have been cut practically at the last minute as it is fully animated and images from the scene were used on the movie's official site. I suppose introducing Beale this way was decided it was unnecessary, but it's definitely necessary. It's, that seems to be really important for the plot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm of two minds, because one, we do get the fact that, we do get from the Lucas scene that serves as a fine enough introduction to mm-hmm. Giamatti. We get from that that he's duplicitous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, just weird he went to the kid first. It was a thing. It would make more sense why he's so obsessed with getting this job. Because I think for me, that's just enough yeah. motivation for him. Yeah. That it's not money-based. It's like, yo, you were, like, he's, like, an OCD guy. He's like, you were the only house that I don't do this for. Yeah. Okay, so that's something. I wonder if I can find that that's actually fully animated on YouTube. Uh, Attack of the Wasps. This is the third cutscene. This scene evidently used to be part of the one where the wasp attacked to steal caterpillars. Fugax displays extreme bravery. Leaping onto a wasp's back and actually biting off one of its wings. Causing it to crash. Huh. <laughs> so James Campbell's character. Bruce Campbell's. Or, sorry, yeah. Bruce okay, Campbell. so Bruce Campbell got to, like, brutally hurt a wasp. Like, kill one? Yeah. Okay, which then leads into, fourth, telepathy. <laughs> this storyboarded scene shows how originally telepathy was going to be one of the ant powers Lucas would obtain by the end of the story. Okay. We would have gotten full dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this bit occurred at the beginning of the honeydew scene. In it, Hovos begin to explain to Lucas about becoming an ant when Zoc telepathically interrupts her, telling her that ant waves are not for humans. She and Zoc and then Krillin and Fugax argue telepathically for a bit, wiggling their antenna. When Lucas... Breaks in with an impatient, hey, come on, human present, talk with your mouths. Hoof apologizes to him and Zoc leaves, disgusted. Almost certain remarks, almost certainly cut because they decided against giving Lucas telepathy. (laughs) Okay, I think they should have still given him telepathy, but still cut the scene. 
Yeah. Just sudden th- out of nowhere. <laughs> Shag carpet. This was really scripted to be at the part where Lucas, they're all entering the house and are confronted with the forest of shag carpet. Uh, Fugax plows into the shag and we hear a lot of muttering and mumbling threats while the others wait. Finally, he reemerges, dusts off his hands and strolls back them the way they came, declaring, okay, let's go home. Okay, that doesn't seem important. <laughs> it's a little, a little moment. Angelfish. Okay. So the, the gang is gliding on the pedals and they make loop. You know, Lucas sneezes, blowing him off course, and then they basically, he lands in the fish bowl, and they have to get out of there. This one seems interesting. The Last Wizard. This scene is a flashback to Zock's childhood. <laughs> oh, why are we, why did we not get some sweet lore, baby? <laughs> sweet Aunt Bully lore. Um... Little Zock, on instructions from an old wizard ant, climbs a flower to gather nectar for a potion, while four other students watch. Uh, this is where the line, impossible, a wizard knows no such word. It is uttered by the old wizard when Zock complains he can't climb the flower. When Zock reaches the top, he spies the exterminator approaching with his sprayer. <laughs> a cloud of poison washes over the ground. Missing Zock, who's safe on top of the flower. Below, he hears the screams of his master and fellow students, as well as dozens of others as they die. Should have kept it. <laughs> Should have kept it in. Because then we got would have gotten more Fumigator. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a slightly younger Fumigator. Also, Nick Cage is just so boring in this movie. Anything to make him less boring. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, this was clearly like, uh, uh, you know, the IRS is trying to get me for so many castles. <laughs> Gotta go. Okay, we're on the second to last scene. Oh, that was cut. In the original script, Vegas is the name of it. In the original script, Fred and Noreen are vacationing in Vegas rather than Puerto Vallarte. Fred and Noreen come out of a live show in Vegas and Fred who's having a wonderful time, doesn't notice that Noreen seems moody and preoccupied until he looks at a tourist photo they took together earlier. He tells her to go ahead and call Lucas if she's worried about him. Meanwhile, Momo is crouched on her bed, examining the carpet with binoculars, looking for tiny Lucas when the phone rings. To avoid stepping on the ground, Momo snags the phone receiver with an umbrella and, assuming it's the FBI, starts yelling at them to not hang up on her this time. Noreen interrupts her and asks how the kids are. Putting a plate of sugar on the floor, Momo tells her that they're fine, not abducted by aliens, and not shrunk to the size of ants. Noreen asks to talk to Lucas and Momo, and Momo pretends to be him briefly and quickly ends the conversation. Okay. That that seems like a funny little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Beelzebub scene. Beelzebub focus scene. Exterminator, yeah. Okay, so what the what the author of this wrote is, I believe this took place right after Lucas was shown the images of the Ant Mother and the Cloud Breather. Okay, Cloud Breather was his name. An ant says to the Ant Mother, Mother, give me strength. And the scene dissolves into an overhead shot of the shabby Beelzebug office with the Ant Mother-like fiberglass figure in front of it. Cut to the inside where a fly flies through the smoke-filled room and onto a pile of sugar on a desk. Beals appears out of the gloom and pounces on it, 
then calls to his secretary, Lilith, for coffee. Beals holds the fly under a magnifying lamp, removes its wings, and puts them in a cigar box labeled Wings, which is absolutely filled with fly wings. Lilith comes in with the coffee and remarks, Sweet, you caught one. Beals mutters about how alone insects are powerless, but they outnumber humans 10 million to one. He picks up some fly wings out of the box, crumples them up, and puts them in his coffee, calling insects a disease. Lilith counters with the argument that insects are very beneficial creatures before Beals yells at her to stop watching that damn public television. Lilith apologizes and dumps Beals' schedule book in front of him. He looks in it at Lucas Nichols' name and says, Lucas, and tells Lucas not to worry that he knows how to handle pests. So this sounds like originally the exterminator was less of a funny, non-threatening villain and a little creepier of a presence. I really want it. I really wish this scene was in the movie. <laughs> yes, this scene sounds dope as well. <laughs> he literally pulled, hundred, for all we know, thousands of fly wings and put them in his coffee. And monologues about how fly, about how bugs are a disease to earth. Like he's fucking Agent Smith talking about humanity. It's, that's re- I'm really sad they had that cut. Yeah. Like you put the, like... If there's one of these shots that, one of these scenes that would have improved the movie, a good amount would have been that one. Yeah. You put it halfway in. Yeah. You know? Like, oh my goodness. So I really wish that scene was in the movie. But um, that's about it for Ampoli. It's fine. <laughs> it's a fine movie. All right, it's not so terrible. It's not great. It's it's uh, it's there. How would you incorporate the Ampoli into the Godzilla cinematic <sighs> Easy enough. It's a legendary picture. It is. A legendary. They're already in studio. They already are in the studio. This is poss- This is a possibility that can happen. So I want you to think about bugs, right? I want you to think about bugs. There are a wide is, variety. Of is bugs. he chomping on his, on his carrot? <laughs> <laughs> there are a wide variety of insects throughout the world. There are beetles. There are flies. There are ants. There are dragonflies, butterflies, lots of flies, all these different kinds of bugs, right? Mm -hmm. There's also bugs, and they're called moths. And there's a big-ass moth (laughs) that uh, Godzilla's buddies with called Mothra. And who best for Beals to take down... Than the biggest bug Whoa, of them all. Beals is on a new mission to kill Mothra. Hell yes, I am. These wings will go great with my collection. Exactly. There's like a one shot in the movie where he has like the fucking like hunting trophy room and it's a yeah. bunch of bugs. Yeah. It's like this is the rhinoceros beetle. It's like that big. It's the biggest yeah. one in the room. Like, that's my pitch. Mothra V. Bills. <laughs> he has to come up, he has to, in his, uh, since he has gone through extensive physical and plastic, physical therapy and plastic surgery to return him to the man he once was. <laughs> and he's back to hunt down Mothra. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's my whole thing. So that's mine. So, Bear, you were talking about how you would want to be, how, uh, Hi, Barrett. I'm Tom Hanks. 
I am America's sweetheart. You may have seen me in Pinocchio. You liked Pinocchio, right? Tom, let's cut the small talk. I, I think I'd want a little bit of small talk. Because Pinocchio... Did you know that Pinocchio was my most soulful movie? <laughs> it's my favorite I've worked on. Like... For real. Pinocchio is the best movie I've made. Well, Tom, all let me the get studio, you. Like, all, <laughs> all the executives at Disney said, Tom, this is your big break, honey. <laughs> and I'm excited for it. So anyways, um, you were telling me something about Aunt Bully? Yes. It was a while ago. A movie that you produced. I want I did. to do it again. Okay, okay. But this Jessica, time- Jessica, hold my calls. <laughs> hold my calls for about, how long do you think? 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two hours. Two hours? <laughs> we need to talk. Oh, then we're going to talk about Pinocchio too. <laughs> Pinocchio. <Tom>. Pidocio. <laughs> Pidocio? Pidocio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so in the Ant Bowl, you set up, you already set up a very interesting dichotomy mm-hmm. in that. These ants have created this amazing mythology of a savior and a killer, both of cosmic proportions, mm-hmm. of the mother's mother. No, no, don't call security. She's got a point. <laughs> don't call him. And the exterminator. Okay. But something that is never cashed in upon, Tom, mm-hmm. is that they are the same entity. Really? Tell me more. Well, because the mother, the mother's mother, is the ant that sits atop the exterminator's car. Jessica, can we pull that up? <laughs> it's been a while. Can you put put up the screen. Pull it up. <laughs> no, no, not that ant bully. Not the not not the book. The movie. Two thousand six. I made it. I produced it. No, not the light novel. <laughs> the movie. Okay, yeah. Continue. So. <laughs> we need to lean into that. This needs to be a okay. story about losing your religion. <laughs> okay. okay. About epic proportions. This is. Make Dune. We're making Dune, but we're doing it with the Ant Bully. We're explicitly making Dune this time. Okay. Well, I mean, Pinocchio is about finding God. So well, and that's why you need the balance, Tom. Okay. You gotta play both sides. What if there uh-huh. isn't a God? How can you get into atheist heaven if you believe in God? <laughs> you might have a point. <laughs> might have to go on, go on all sides. You know? Yeah. See, I think that's what religion's about, right? Yeah. Is you, that you if, you, only... if you worship all religions, you're getting it somewhere. <laughs> my, from my understanding of religion, like it for atheists, atheists believe that as long as you don't believe in one you get into atheist heaven. Mm-hmm. Just can you pull that up? <laughs> you look it up? Yeah, atheist heaven. Two words. Google images? There's a lot of neckbeards on that. Are you sure? Is that the right one? Or is that a... Is that a, is that a, is that a, is that a may-may? The kids are calling. Is that a may-may? That's my bitch, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Oh, great. Security's here. Okay. <laughs> Tom, you work on me. <laughs> you invited me to this meeting. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. No, don't give her back her jacket. Don't give her back her jacket. Now, anyways, can we get the Pinocchio puppet in here? Whatever his name is. 
Yeah, can we get Mr. Pinocchio in here? No, he's not animated. He's real. I saw him on the screen. We'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> Catch you then.